and welcome back to another episode of the Geeks and Cheerians. This is your boy Eli and your boy Joey. We are here to talk talk about the sorry about that. The first episode of What If and the last two episodes of The Bad Batch. Uh, we're gonna start off with What If because it's like it's just one episode. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's gonna take a majority of the time that we are gonna talk about because it's a new show and it's not too soft to talk about. Uh, for one, what does it mean to be for it to be What If? Because Joey, you never read a What If comic in your life. Well, I never read one, but I, I get the concept of yeah. what of, of what if. It's just mm. uh, oftentimes they're what like short, like little, uh, I guess mini comics of like one shots. Yeah, one shots of like, mm. oh, what if this were to happen? And sometimes it's it's a slight deviation, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it sort of it, it, it does like a weird butterfly effect where like various things. Mm-hmm. Are massively different for the for for the Marvel universe. Yeah, um, and we get that because the first episode is uh, what if uh, Captain Carter was the first super soldier, um, indicating that you know what if Peggy Carter herself was the one to take the super soldier syndrome instead of Steve Rogers, and um, that is a very what if thing to say. <laughs> what if uh, episode based on a comic. Uh, not saying there is a comic out there, but I'm pretty sure there's a comic of what if Peggy Carter was the one to take the serum. I'm pretty sure there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of what ifs. I haven't kept track with a lot of them because mm-hmm. they're usually like one there for a while. Um, I will say, interestingly enough, now in the comics, uh, now now in the modern comics, um, they're trying to bring back what if, but give it more of a more oomph. Because the the thing with what if, and I think we're gonna talk about that, especially with this episode, um, is that you feel like it could have gone longer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess, because it's only like, what, 30 minutes of, uh, of a... They're, they're not like super long, like, fully detailed. It, it, this episode mainly just sort of like, re, it's like a retelling of, mm-hmm. you know, the first Avenger, Captain America, but mm-hmm. where Peggy Carter is our uh, Captain America. Although I guess she would be Captain Britain, right? That, well, she calls her Captain Carter, plus there's already a Captain Britain, so... Uh, I talked about this with a coworker. I doubt they're gonna use that 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 title, Captain Britain, so loosey goosey right now. And, all right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, so uh, yeah, and it's sort of just like a retelling of the first Captain America movie, mm-hmm. but you know, with all these different changes. Yeah, and and when I say it's very much uh, what if, it's because like a lot of times that would be like the plot to a what if. It's just like this. It's the same thing that happens, but it's just a slight deviation. Um, sometimes they'll do really like out there ones, like uh, from what I hear, it's gonna happen with some later episodes. But also the fact that you know it would work the same way, but it's just a slight deviation. I think the best example I can think of on top of my head is um, uh, well, the, I can think of two examples of such a case, uh, both relating to Spider Man. There's one that was recently came out, like say maybe like two or three years ago. Uh, what if Flash Thompson was bitten by the spider? Mm. So. You know how Flash Thompson is in the comics, um, and if you don't know, he was always, you know, Peter Parker's bully, but he was also, like, the ironically, the biggest fan of Spider-Man. He's like, Spider-Man, I'm, like, the president of your fan club kind of thing. Yeah. Which is kind of funny and ironic in a, in a, in a way. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this is the guy you idolize, but you also, like, beat the shit out every time just to get his lunch money. But, you know, Spider-Man has such an influence on Flash Thompson's life that he ended up being... Uh, more of a nicer guy. He ended up becoming good friends with Peter Parker. He ended up becoming a soldier because he's like, Spider-Man's doing stuff. You know, he's saving lives. And what am I doing? I'm going to enlist. I'm going to go be a soldier. And later on, he becomes, 
Agent Venom and sort of becomes like this sort of heroic person himself. Sort of living up to, you know, the, the ideas that Spider-Man taught onto him. Now, in the What If book, he gets bit by the spider. And he doesn't have uh, Peter Parker, you know, as Spider-Man to have those ideas. So he becomes more of an asshole. Like, yeah, he does all this stuff. He's kind of a dick. And ultimately, I'm not going to spoil it, um, the whole book because I still recommend it reading. Even though it's like, I feel like it could have been longer. It's that he ends up atoning for the stuff that he's done. He's like, he's, he basically goes like, you know what? I am an asshole. I'm just going to do this one thing because I did something very horrible. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like a what if idea. And that's very, you know, it's tied down to the idea of what Spider-Man is. Right. Yeah, and like it follows like his origin story, but slight deviation, kind of like what we're seeing in this episode of, you know, what if, and if you're, and there's also some like really out there ones like what if Mary Jane didn't get a miscarriage. <laughs> I mean that that is a that's a, that's a story. <laughs> I guess. I know if I said that I was gonna get a reaction from you. I that's kind of. Uh... I, I don't know how I, how I feel about uh, Marvel tackling a uh, miscarriage story. But. Well, no, the idea is that she would have had the baby, and the baby would have grown up, and she would be, uh, she is Mayday Parker, the spectacular Spider-Girl, okay. which led to its own comic series. Okay, alright. Yeah, so okay. that's kind of like the idea, what I'm saying, like something like, it's way out there, because <laughs> like, in the book she gets a miscarriage, but uh, in the whatever, it's like, oh no. She didn't, and she the girl grew up and became Spider Girl, okay. and became like my introduction to a first spider, female Spider character. So yeah, she was awesome. I love her. Oh, okay, all right. She's uh, very punk rock. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, but I feel like that's what we're gonna see a lot from What If, especially um, with 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 what we've seen from the trailers. Now, of course, we gotta go into the episode. We'll see what this episode is, or else I'm gonna be talking about What If for What If comics for a long time. Yeah. So I mean. Pretty much, uh, we already sort of given a brief sort of overview, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like basically, uh, we open up with the Watcher. I believe he's sort of uh, he's basically sort of the narrator uh, of the series. Yeah. He, he sort of like just sort of talks about like he's the um, the Twilight Zone guy. He, yeah, Rod Sterling, I think yeah. is his name. But Rod Sterling. What, 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 yeah, uh, basically, he's sort of just. These are all the stories I've seen, or whatever, from the various, you know, multiverses and various, you know, timelines and and stuff. And it's like well, these are all like what if, right? Uh, and uh, basically, uh, it sort of just starts off right, uh, you know, in the movie where uh, uh, Steve is about to, you know, get the super soldier serum, and the big change is that Peggy stays in the room, mm-hmm. you know, to witness everything go down. Uh, I will say it does make me want to rewatch the first Avenger, just to see if like was that a, was that an option that she gave they gave her, like like it's like you know they're saying asking her if she she you know you can either stay in stay in the room or you can go up with everybody else yeah in the observatory or whatever right? yeah and she decides to say and that essentially causes the ripple effect because the uh, the uh, the Hydra agent uh, causes an explosion uh, shoots Steve and uh, doesn't kill him doesn't kill him because. Uh, and Peggy's there, uh, in, is able to kill the uh, Hydra soldier, the spy, and they quick before they can like you know drop the the serum or whatever. So 
basically, uh, Peggy decides to... We need a super soldier, and I'm the only one that's capable. Yeah, because Steve is shot, and, like, they're losing, like, power to, to operate the machine. Mm-hmm. And... Earth gets gone. Yeah, so basically, it's like a do-or-die moment. Like, yeah. someone has to get in there. Uh, the general is like, I think uh, I think it's General Flynn or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's like, Stark, get in there. It's like, me? I, I ain't the guy for this, man. I just, I, I'm a scientist. I push buttons and stuff, all right? I ain't. <laughs> I'm very, uh, God damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor. Yeah, like, uh, this, ain't, this ain't my, this isn't my priority, bro. And uh, Peggy's like, you know what? This is not in a job description. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screw it. Howard, start the machine up. I'm going in. And she does, and she gets the super soldier serum. And initially, General Finn is pretty much like, well, this was a waste of time. The, the serum went into a woman. We can't a woman? Need... Yeah, yeah. Very 1940s, like, we can't have a woman on the front lines. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> yeah, so they're just taking her blood and just sort of like, we're going to just try to figure out how we can recreate the super soldier serum. That way we can get a real soldier in the field. And, you know, it's very much sort of that tone of like... Uh, Obviously, Peggy has a super soldier serum. Super fucking strong. But they ain't using her. And I do like how there's a, there's a moment with Steve where they're like, it could be worse. They could have just uh, put you in a silly costume and prayed you around the country to smile and wave at people. And it's like, they wouldn't do that to me, would they? Which is like a... a slight meta joke. A meta joke to what happened to Steve early on. Because yeah. they, they, they thought it was too risky to him to go out into the field. Yeah. Because they, you know, there's only one of them. And if he dies, then, well, yeah. We're scared. And, and in this version, obviously, the main reason she doesn't get... Uh, Peggy doesn't go out into it is because she's a woman. And obviously, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, eventually, uh, with the uh, news of the Tesseract and Hydra tr- trying to get it, uh, Peggy gets Howard's help, gets a suit, gets the shield, uh, attacks the Hydra convoy, uh, picks up Zola and the Tesseract, and, uh, yeah, quickly changes the minds of everybody. He's like, all right, listen, I need to be out there, clearly, because I can do all this shit. And we also get a nice scene, because obviously Steve, mm. you know, he was picked for the Super Soldier program. And, he, you know, he can't do much. So Howard decides to use the Tesseract for a little like, uh, little project. And he's like, Steve, now it's time for you to join the war effort. And we get Steve Rogers as essentially the first Iron Man. Yeah. Or they call him the Hydra Stomper or whatever. Which is funny because I think there was a what if book of like what if the serum didn't work or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just and Howard Stark was like, I'll just put, I'll just make a an Iron Man suit, and they stuck Steve in there. But tragically, Steve is not forever stuck in that machine. That oh, uh, that's way more tragic than what happens in this one. <laughs> oh yeah. But but yeah, it's it's neat. They save Bucky and stuff. Uh, you know, like in the first film. Yeah. And you know, it's yeah. it. Yeah, the whole every beat is in there from the from the movie. If you've seen the movie, so they, they save uh, Bucky, they save the Howling Commandos, um, and all that stuff. And really, where it starts to deviate more is towards the end, because uh, we have that mission where they were trying to stop the train, and it's Steve that gets lost instead of Bucky. Yeah, and this was the point where they would have found Zola in the film. Yeah. But obviously Zola was already captured at this point. Yeah. So it was pretty much more or less a, a trap to just knock out Steve because mm. they felt that Steve Iron Man suit with the Tesseract was more valuable to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they killed, you know, Peggy, Captain Carter, then, yeah, you know, 
So basically, they sort of launch. Uh, Peggy's able to uh, interrogate Zola, find out that uh, you know Red Skull. He's hanging out in this castle, and he's about to use the test rack to basically summon some eldritch horror. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I just say who we thought it was going to be? I mean. I think we both know who we thought that was going to be, but you can go ahead and say it. I thought it was going to be Shumagorov. I know. Like, if we're talking about, like, some cosmic hor- horror being with tentacles, I'm like, Shumagorov, like, you know, that that makes sense. But no, I'm pretty sure it's just a different tentacle monster, Because right? it would be a goddamn tentacle monster with Hydra. Yeah, because he's like, I will summon Hydra's champion and become a god, you know? Yeah. Uh, and goddamn, it was so cool with Shumagorov. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but uh, two fans, as you can see. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, so, you know, they go into the castle, uh, the, Bucky and the Howling Commandos find Steve. And alive. The suit. Yeah, still alive. I mean, remember, they need a Tesseract. Yeah, they really need a Tesseract. They didn't really care about Steve anyway. Uh, and they sort of use a generator in the, in the, uh, castle to power up the suit long enough so that he can help fight. Yeah. And Peggy essentially has to fight this giant tentacle mm-hmm monster thing she gets a sword and everything and uh they're trying to like reverse the suction to pull the thing back but it's sort of keeping the portal open itself Mm -hmm. and peggy essentially does a self-sacrifice much like steve did in the original Mm -hmm. uh and pushes the monster back into the portal and the portal closes behind her and uh we get another we get a very uh end of for if there's a banger kind of ending where mm-hmm. like she pops out from the time st- uh, space stone and she's like, "Where am I?" It's like, Miss Carter, you, you, this is the future. Yeah, it's been seventy years since the war because uh, Nick uh, Fury and uh, Hawkeye mm-hmm. uh, are there because essentially, essentially the I guess the testing ground they were using in the first Avengers movie for the Tesseract, and yeah, she gets summoned through and's like, "Where am I, Miss Carter?" It's been. 70 years since the war. And, you know, she has a very sort of similar uh, mm-hmm. expression as to uh, what Steve had, you know, where Steve was like, I just missed my dance, right? Yeah. And Peggy's like, she, well, she doesn't say the exact line. She's very much, dis, you know, saddened because mm. she never did get that dance with Steve. And that's sort of the episode ends where, uh, the watcher sort of recaps that you know just from one this one small uh choice causes a huge ripple effect to where now you know all this stuff has happened and earth has a new uh, hero right mm-hmm. and that's sort of the end of the episode and yeah like i like like we said it's it takes a lot of beats from the original captain america film that's why it wasn't so hard for us to spoil it because it's like it's literally the first Avenger. Yeah, yeah, like, just from, like, I think marketing materials, like, in seeing the concept, yeah, I think it would be, like, just sort of that. It's just the end, the ending is very much, you know, uh, different, but different enough to where, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, one thing I, uh, one thing I will say about the, the story is that one, it, like I said with What If, it captures the idea of, of even though it's different things happen, it still keeps the idea of like you know why we why we kind of love this story or and stuff like that. Because like one like Steve Steve was gonna be a hero no matter what. Mm-hmm. That was his whole thing. That was his whole character. He 
like he does not give up. He keeps going. He you know, he always finds a way. Yeah. I mean, we even if he wasn't gonna be Captain America, he they were gonna find no use for him because like that is a soldier you do not give up on. Yeah. And he becomes like a, their own little Iron Man. And Peggy Carter, you know, we've shown, we've always known that she was kind of a badass. Yeah. And now you just emphasize that. And also, you really emphasize... This This episode really emphasizes the relationship between those two. Because, goddamn, and I talked about this with some people, that was a very wholesome-ass relationship. Yeah, no, because, like, Steve was very much supporting Peggy the entire time. Like, you know, it's like, now, like, you know, your personality matches mm-hmm. the outside, you know? Yeah. Like, now people can see, I guess, who you truly are, essentially. Mm-hmm. And he helps her out, she helps him out, and it's really sweet, which makes, which is why, like, it's one of the, their relationship was always very tragic in the, in, in the movies, and why we kind of end up getting the, the kind of ending we got with Steve and Peggy at the end. So, yeah. But, um, if I were to say a negative, and it's like I said at the beginning, man, I feel like we could have gone, we could have at least got another, like, 15 to 20 minutes of this stuff. I mean, I guess, just to see, like, I, 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 like what, how she would interact in, like, the modern time of the MCU yeah. in her in, in her universe. Mm. But at the same time, I think it's... It kind of it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah, because at that point, you're just making, like, like, like some, like, it, it feels like we would dwell, we'd dwell on it, like, for too long. Like, just the base concept of it, mm-hmm. like, it's more like, oh, this is an interesting idea. Let's just... Sell the idea and, you know, like, mm-hmm. just show that, hey, this is, like, something that, you know, would be mm-hmm. neat if it did happen. Yeah. Right? And also, like, the fact, I mean, I'm, I'm willing to agree with, I, I, I want to agree with it. I, that's what I'm saying. Only, like, I'm waiting a couple, few more minutes more, but not, like, a, another episode because, and I don't know if you noticed this, but whenever I look up anything with what if from, like, a, for a trailer, there's always, like, oh, what if this 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 like there's some people who are questioning like how what if works and i'm just like no that's not how it works <laughs> you 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 want like a rewrite or something like that but it's not what it is it's more like a like a let's just what if this crazy thing that no one thought could happen happens right yeah like what if iron what if captain america would be the other one to snap the finger and i'm like yeah but it doesn't seem very what if yeah, it's more like a like yeah. I guess when you think about the the, the concept of what if, like it's more it's more of a substantial change, right? Mm-hmm. Because Peggy becoming, getting the super soldier serum is a substantial change. If Captain America were to snap the Infinity Gauntlet at the end of Endgame, then it it doesn't really change a whole lot except for like Stark still having being able to be with his family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, Cap making the heroic sacrifice. But, like, the big thing about, you know, the snap was obviously that Tony, for a long time in his life, because it, 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 it's sort of a callback to that interaction they had in the first uh, Avengers. Avengers movie, where, like, Steve was like, you're not the one to, you know, put your life on the line for someone else. And, you know, uh, Tony did that. He, he did it twice. Yeah, he sacrificed himself by using the snap and that's sort of a concept that's sort of a complete arc of his character if you just remove that and have someone else do it then it's not as impactful mm-hmm. right with what if it's i, I think I, I from what i understand it's very much of a let's just do a change that would ir- like we would irrevocably uh 
change the status quo of the mm. MCU. That would be like, oh, that changes a whole lot. Yeah. Like, that changes everything, mm. right? Yeah, because, like, remember, remember, some of the episodes that are coming out later are one of, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? Yeah. Which is another kind of a stable on what if, because I remember, again, a while back, because that's the most recent what ifs I've been, I've been che- I've checked out. What if Spider-Man became Punisher? And I'm just like, that sounds stupid. <laughs> I mean, I guess when you... I mean, I, I feel like mm. that's kind of... A, that's going to happen with some what-ifs, right? Yeah. Where it's just like... It, they just don't have any ideas. Like, uh, 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 what if Aunt May was Spider-Man? They did that. Was it stupid? I never read it. But they referenced it in a Spider-Verse book. Well, then I'm pretty sure we both know the answer to that, then. It was pretty... Yeah, I imagine it's stupid. You should have seen the costume. I do not want to see that. I'll look at. I'll show it to you later. But anyways, um, aside from like the story, I think the story was pretty good. I think it's a very strong start for what if. Um, animation, because that's that's the thing about the show. It's not live action. It's all animation. Yeah, because I'm pretty like one. I, I'm pretty sure it's just to save on cost because mm-hmm. realistically, to get all these actors back and to reuse a lot of these sets would probably take a lot of money. Um. So, obviously, uh, sw- switching to animation, one, w- definitely helps save costs for that. And two, let- allows them to, like, you know, get a little uh, crazy with it sometimes, right? Yes. Like, it gives them a bit more freedom to, like, do certain uh, mm-hmm. things that probably they couldn't do in uh, live action. Like the adhered violence, good lord. Yeah, there's, there's a bit, yeah. I mean, it starts Nazis. I, I mean... Yeah, I guess. I mean, there's no blood or anything, but there's a lot of explo- people dying in explosions. Uh, Joey, you think you forgot about the time when Peggy snapped out a guy's leg? Well, I mean, yeah, but like... We never saw a bone come out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still I mean... pretty gross. <laughs> but, uh, no. Um, it's very... Uh, I, it's CGI cel-shaded kind of stuff, which, I'll be honest, when I saw, like, trailers for it, um, I did not have a lot of hopes for it because it's just it's just cell shaded cgi looks really weird sometimes and it's just the the way it moves just feels really off to me at the time it's like it does it's just i, I don't know it, it just looks really weird but as 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 i was watching the show i didn't have that problem it actually flowed a lot better uh-huh. i don't know how did you feel about the animation i think it's all right uh like it, it, it definitely doesn't look. Uh, Cause I feel like there's a uh, there's a lot of three animated shows mm-hmm. like that, and uh, I think uh, the animation for What If is fine. Uh, I, I guess there is a lot of uh, at least particle effects that are done in two D, mm-hmm. which I mean could throw some people off. But I I think it's I I don't I don't think it's necessarily that bad mm-hmm. as as people would would say, but. Uh, yeah, overall, I think the animation is solid. Um, I, if anything, for me, it's just a lot of the voice acting is a yeah. little, it's a little off sometimes. Yeah, I think the biggest one defend, offender of that is uh, Sebastian Stan. There are times where I'm like, "Ugh, I, I, he need another line read." Yeah, I mean, even like uh, Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. um, there are some like lines she does where it's like. That's a little off. That's very off. Yeah, like you—you you, you don't want to do another take of that, okay? But uh, 
I will say, um, I am surprised that they didn't get um, Chris Evans back as Steve. Yeah, that's a little interesting. Cause that yeah, they wasn't... got Josh Keen, who is a who who is a well-respected voice actor. He voiced uh, Shiro in the recent Voltron show, Peter Parker in Spectacular Spider-Man. So you know he's been in the Marvel stuff. Yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. And he was pretty good. Yeah, he did a pretty good uh, Steve. I don't know, maybe uh, because he didn't turn into a, a, a bulking, huscular man, they, they decided. It, uh, not to not to bring Chris Evans back, or you know maybe Chris Evans was busy with stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. What else can we talk about? What if? Uh, I mean, I don't. Know, I'm just sort of. Uh, this definitely feels like I probably the most detached, I guess, MCU mm-hmm. show for Disney Plus because it's very much you know like a what if. Yeah. Like I don't really see any of these what ifs contributing much to like say. Uh, any potential things to happen for the MCU? Mm-hmm. Like, really, I think The Watcher being like an actual like because we, yeah, we've seen The Watchers before, yeah, in Guardians of the Galaxy two in that one little brief uh, moment with Stan Lee. Um, but I mean, it's n- at least it's neat to know that uh, that The Watcher is like you know Watu. Yeah, he's just hanging out in the MCU, just telling people random stories. That's what he's done. Yeah, he watches. That's all he does. Insert watcher joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't. Know, I think it's. I think um, what if is 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 great start to with this idea. Hopefully, um, we continue on with the idea. Of what if? And I hope like they don't just you know stay just to the MCU. I kind of want them to branch out more. You know. Do other crazy stories. Because I, like, I feel like if you only do something like the MCU, you probably won't get as much stuff out of it. I don't know. I could be wrong. Because we're apparently we're getting a Marvel Zombies episode. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it seems neat. Um, but at the same time, it feels like it's definitely geared towards just stuff happening in the MCU. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I don't really see them like... I don't know. Like I, I don't really see them doing a whole like. What if? Uh, I don't know. They're all animals, you know. Get, get the what? What is it, the Pet Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> or the Animal Avengers? What? <laughs> Finally get Porky. Uh, how's a Porky big uh, spider ham? Yeah, like you know, I don't think there's gonna be an episode of that. Cat ten, uh, like Cat ten America, or Captain America's a cat. All right. Iron Mouse. Now, is Mickey Mouse inside the Iron Man suit, or is it just Tony Stark as a mouse? Here's the thing. Tony Stark is the mouse designed after after Mickey Mouse inside of an Iron Man suit. Yeah, I want to see... If that does happen, I need Robert Downey Jr. to bring up his best Mickey Mouse impersonation. You mean like, oh, ho, ho! <laughs> we gotta save the day, huh? Oh. Uh, uh, moving on to another Disney property. Oh, do you want to give a rating on this episode, or no? I mean, I I found it to be fine. I it's like a solid eight for me. You know, I, I'm with you right there. I I hear that the next two episodes are, one is hit and miss. The other one's like really really creative. Okay. So I'm really excited for one of those. Um, but yeah, let's move on to the Bad Batch. Um, just gonna go real quick and say these are the last two episodes, and we're gonna give our thoughts on the whole series as in general. 
Okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, so yeah, pretty much this is like a two-parter finale. Uh, because there always are. Crosshairs brings Hunter back to Kamino. And the group tries to rescue them. I mean, yeah, because Crosshairs sort of activates his uh, tracking beacon or whatever to let the other Bad Batch know. And obviously, like, he's sort of, like, he's planning. Like, he wants them to come. Mm -hmm. He he has everything set up for them. Uh, But at the same time, like, the Kamino facility seems to be being evacuated. Like, a lot of stuff is being taken out. You don't see any more regs. You know, regular Mm -hmm. stormtroopers. Uh, and uh, they sort of find a and Omega leads the rest of the Bad Batch to a secret passage so that way they don't get detected by any of the uh, Imperial uh, f- recon ships and other uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, threats through this uh, through uh, what's her name uh, the Kaminoan scientist her <sighs> well, I'm about to get on her name yeah it's yeah, I forget it. But they, she leads them through their, their, through her personal lab, her secret lab, where uh, Omega mm-hmm. was created and where the uh, Bad Batch was created. And it turns out that Omega was created before the Bad Batch. She is the older sister. Technically, yeah. But I'm assuming it's because they had rapid accelerate, uh, yeah, aging while she was let to be more of a naturally growing clone. Because remember, she's meant to be the uh, the backup. Yeah, the, she has the the backup Boba Fett jeans, mm-hmm. um, and Django uh, Fett. Django Fett. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, they're a Fett. They're a Fett. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's a there's that, and you know, it, we there's a bit of talking between Crosshairs and the Hunter, sort of like Crosshairs being like, you know, being a dick. Yeah, pretty much, and Hunter's like, like we didn't have a choice. In this, all right? You trying to kill us all the time. You know, it's like, good soldiers follow the orders, Hunter. Uh, and yeah, they sort of, uh, Omega meets Zack up with the little robot, AZ. You know? Mm-hmm. And he helps him out. And uh, eventually, the Bad Batch find Hunter. Because uh, they get led into the old training room. Omega stays behind because yeah. they obviously don't want her to get yeah. mixed up in all this. And uh, Crosshairs essentially sort of uh, gives them the choice, you know, keep on running, mm-hmm. living your lives, always on the run, or join me and the Empire, right? And he uh, even kills, like, his uh, his squad mates, the sort of... Kind of a badass move, too, to do. Yeah, because he laid out some little uh, reflectors yeah. that bounce off and, like, hits them all. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of, you know, that's sort of uh, his compromise. You know, it's like, I'm giving you a choice. We can be brothers again, you know, mm-hmm. join the Empire. And Hunter. Join the dark side. Yeah, and Hunter and the rest are just pretty much like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you got the chip. No. No, this isn't you. And and, and it, in, a, in a plot twist, uh, uh, Crosshairs reveals, I don't have my chip anymore. This has always been me. You know, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a crazy Twist, questionable twist too. Yeah, questionable, questionable. Um, but Omega uh, essentially uh, activates a bunch of the battle droids, the the combat uh, mm-hmm. training droids, uh, essentially to distract crosshairs. And she, you know, while all this is going down, uh, the Imperials 
having taken off all the necessary and important stuff off of the Camino uh, mm-hmm. research facility, uh, General Tarkin orders it to, uh, them to blow that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> so they do, and the uh, they have to now try to friggin' escape uh, off of the research facility as it's blowing up, which is where part one ends, and part two starts with them sort of uh, kind of knocked out and having to just figure their way out of this uh, facility that's slowly falling into the water mm-hmm. and get back to the or their ship uh, with Crosshairs, who's very much sort of uh, still kind of being a dick. Yeah. You know, he's like, oh, you're letting the kid call the shots? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is just stupid. This is insane. And, you know, everyone's sort of, like, taking their chops on Crosshairs and stuff. Even, like, even Tech was like, don't blame him. It's a, he's always been like that. <laughs> to which, like, Crosshairs is like, why are you defending? I'm not. I'm stating the obvious. Yeah, it's like. You're a dick. <laughs> yeah, it's like. He's like, I'm not defending you. I'm just pointing out who you are. And, you know, in the. Why you're so freaking difficult to work with. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they sort of find their way to back to uh, the Kaminoan scientist's lab. And they sort of realize that the path to get to the their ship has been destroyed mm-hmm. through uh, the process, and they have to use these the medical tubes. Yeah, that you know that they grow the clones in and stuff as their only method of like escape, escape and flow back to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and Az sort of has to help them out. And, and there's a bit of an I guess emotional moment where Az batteries are starting to run out and like. He tries to save Omega. He's like, now you're free to go. And I'm going to go. And, you know, my batteries are dead now. I'm dying. I fulfilled my last purpose. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Omega does a, honestly, kind of a, like a suicidal thing and tries to save a AZ by opening the tube. But no, 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 to be fair, she's known this thing since she was born. It's like her close, close thing she has a family. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. Uh, but at the same time, he's a robot. <laughs> True. He's a droid, you know. I'm just saying, if R2 robot lives don't matter. Listen, R2 got shot in the freaking head in the in episode four, going and you know he was fine. He's a robot. He's a droid. You just fix him up. Yeah, but she has to get the robot to fix him. Eh, well, you could always come back for him. (laughs) But regardless, uh, Crosshairs does a solid and actually grapples uh, them to safety. And, you know, they return to their ship and, you know, Hunter and the rest of the Bad Batch now give Crosshairs the same decision. All right, listen. All right, are you just going to hang out here and wait for the Imperials or are you come with us? All right, we're giving you the choice. All right, we may not agree on everything, but, like, we're still, like, brothers, you know? Mm-hmm. Crosshairs is very much like, no, nah, I ain't going to do that. I made my choice. Yeah, I, I'm making my choice. I'm sick with the Empire. We're, we're going to rule the galaxy and stuff. I'm making the right choice here. I'm making the right play. And, uh, you know, they sort of have to go their separate ways. Omega has a bit of a, like, thanks for saving AZ. And, you know, like, listen, you're still our brother. You know, we could always work together. And, you know, Crosshair's just like, we're even on on that saving like, thing. God damn it, Crosshair's take the hint. Yeah, and you know they sort of leave, and Crosshair's just hanging out on that platform, and we get a bit more, a bit of a stinger towards the end, where we see uh, 
the Kaminoan scientist being uh, brought into that uh, giant uh, base that's basically under a mountain. Yeah, Daro or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, on planet Daro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're like, we have great plans for you. You know, we really hope we're going to really enjoy working together with you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's sort of where the, uh, I guess, the series ends, which I'm, you know, it's uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's either going to be, uh, they're just going to do, like, more kind of cloning, or we're going to get a connection to the whole um, cloning of Palpatine. I imagine it's the second one. Yeah, I feel like that would make most sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to make sure this world is connected somehow. Yeah. And, yeah, those are the last two episodes. Um, I guess we can say our, your overall thoughts. Um, as much as I like the Bad Batch, and I really like the Bad Batch, but I do feel like it meanders a lot. In in areas that I feel like, man, I feel like this could have been a shorter episode, or maybe you couldn't didn't need to have this episode here. But I f- but where I feel like it's strongest at is it's just the world building, just seeing the the slow but ever so gradual change of the Republic into the first galactic empire kind of stuff. Yeah, that's that. That is like sort of the coolness of of I think Bad Batch is seeing that we are in that intermediate period of the Republic slowly becoming the Empire, you know, and yeah, it's kind of neat to see that stuff, uh, and yeah, I, I I like the show overall. Um, uh, I'm not like I think the episodic format of it, just like them doing random missions sometimes. Uh, was 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 fine for me mm-hmm. personally. And granted, there are some where it's like they're obviously gonna have an episode where they're like, eh, this is alright. Like the one where they have to like rescue that rancor, and I was like, a, eh, yeah, that was alright. Yeah. Um, but overall, you know, I mean, there's some other stuff too with like Wilbin, like seeing like characters that that pop up from like uh, I guess Rebels and some other stuff mm-hmm. show up is, is neat seeing that happen yeah uh but, but yeah overall um I, I bad batch is a solid show uh and i'm guessing this is just a one and done essentially i don't know i haven't tried to see if there i'll check it right now but i feel like there has to be like at least another season because it feels like they're gearing up for that aren't they yeah it, it almost feels like they might actually just go ahead and make a second season of that but uh, yeah I don't know. Like at the same time, like I, I'd be fine with where it ends right now. Yeah, they, they, they think that yeah, they announced something. Okay. Yeah. yeah um. I'm just double checking, but keep talking. Uh, okay, so you know, like I, I, like, you know, I think uh, if we were to end here, I, I think mm-hmm. it, it's a solid way of ending it. It's a bit open ended, you know. Like the Bad Batch is just gonna continue mm-hmm. just going out doing random stuff across the universe uh there is next year so we're okay so we're getting a second season, season yeah next year okay yeah i mean like i said it's it's a good show i rec- I, I mean i liked it i just feel like there's some areas where like uh, you know i feel like we can don't need that but the best part about it was the world building of it because they're, they're just seeing the the gradual changes especially like with the episodes with um uh, what is her name? The green alien chick that's in and Rebels. Um, why am I forgetting her name? Um, 
you know who I'm talking about? No, I know who you're talking about. I don't know her name. Wow, we are bad at this. It's been a like that episode happened like a while ago, right? Yeah, but I mean, like that that whole just that whole session with just seeing how the Empire is slowly taking over that planet and her involvement and just the Bad Batch being a part of that whole situation was probably one of the best episodes that they ever had. Mm-hmm. So. I'm totally down for more of that kind of stuff. I mean, what do you think about Crosshair? Do you think he's going to come back for good? Or he's slow? Like, if they do, it's going to take part of in, in the next season where it's like a slash, gradual, like, redemption arc for him to and eventually ending up back with the Bad Batch. I don't know what you think. I think it's possible that he uh, switches sides. I mean, considering... Uh... Hera. Her name is Hera. Yeah, all right. That's why it's not... It's a very just normal name. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see Crosshairs uh, sort of uh, going through a redemption arc. Essentially, mm-hmm. I mean, considering the fact that the that they are transitioning, they're phasing out the clones, and uh, you know, Crosshairs basically already killed a bunch of his troops anyway. So, mm-hmm. like, clearly the Imperials are gonna be a little upset that one he survived, and two that. He was doing all that just to not even kill them, but get them to join the Empire. When very obviously they're like, "No, we wanted them dead." All right, you're you're going to Rogue. We don't like that in our clones. Mm. You're gonna have to die. Yeah, it's clearly obvious that you know that. I must say, long shot. Crosshairs. Crosshairs. Wow, I'm I'm very off today. Sorry. Um, is is building his own is literally digging his own grave with some of the stuff that he's doing, like killing his own squad mates and essentially not following orders. I mean, it's part of his. I guess you can say his program. He just doesn't realize he's doing it, you know, instinctively. Right. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, out of all the Star Wars properties, I think this is one of the more, you know, decent ones. Uh, I think Mandalorian still beats out. Actually, this is this and the Mandalorian are the only ones out right now, aren't they? Yeah, in terms of like new Star Wars shows on Disney Plus, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could count maybe the last season of Clone Wars. Resistance. But... No, I thought that it aired on TV. Yeah, they aired on TV. Oh, you mean okay? Okay, I see what you want. Yeah, strictly yeah, 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 yeah. like strictly, strictly Disney Plus stuff. Disney yeah. Plus stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I think Mandalorian's still up there. Yes, Mandalorian's still good, and obviously we're. Gonna get new stuff like the 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 book of Boba, book of Boba, third season of Mandalorian. Yeah, so we got our own little dark saber in the closet over there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm totally down for seeing more of this. Like, I never and like I said, I don't dislike it. I like it. I just think there's some parts of it like maybe we need to get a little better. It's it's kind of has a like it's rough little start there. But no, I like it. Uh, overall, Joe, what do you think of the season? I mean, yeah, I know. I, I agree. I, I liked uh, The Bad Batch. I think it's a solid show. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I would be, uh, you know, mm. I would be happy to see the second season, you mm. know, when that comes out. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I genuinely liked it. I don't think there's any sort of, like, like, like super, mm. like, crazy, like, uh, flaws in the show very yeah. like the only flaws are very much like some episodes are very much like they're just to be filler mm-hmm. 
Um, but for the most part, when the story, you know, picked up, it picks up, you know? Yeah. No, I'm with you there. Um, I mean, I'll get, personally, I'll give it like a good, uh, 7 out of 10. I don't know. I think I would give it an 8 too. Really? Yeah. Explain, because I might be, I might, I'm, I'm willing to go in your direction. I mean, I just like sort of the, uh... You know, I like the aspects of the uh, character interactions. You know, that really holds up the show together. And, mm. you know, like, animation, you know, it was good. And, you know, I, I think all the care, you know, obviously, and I think the story overall was very uh, interesting. All right. Alright, I'm down for that. I, I, uh, I'll I give it a 7.5. I, I retort my, my, my statement because I, I feel like you're right. <laughs> what? No, 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 nothing. <laughs> it's just like, alright. I mean, uh, me saying that only gives it a 0. 0.5. <laughs> okay, I'll give it an 8. No, 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 I need to work on my uh, debating skills <laughs> if I wanted you to get something to like a nine or something. You gotta remember, Joey. I I like you. I'm a very have a very thick head. <laughs> you were still upset about my my reaction to Space Jam too. I mean, yeah, I, I, I guess, yeah. But anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I still enjoyed it. Um, hopefully, uh, seven point five. I feel like is is probably the best thing I can give it to. Um, I didn't just do that for a bit, but I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it, and yeah, that's hopefully for more Bad Batch and uh, some other stuff. And you know, down the pipeline, we got some more stuff planned. But uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media at the Geek Historians, we have our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Again, at the Geek Historians. If you follow us on Instagram, you where we are most active on, you will. F- Find a link tree to all the podcasts that we're officially part of, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Pandora, Spotify, all all that good stuff. And you have a link to our YouTube where you can, you know, see us for all your audio listeners out there. Also, if you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell icon. You know how YouTube is. And we have a link to our Patreon where you can support us in any form of way. It's there. It helps. And yeah, that's about. All I got to say, you know, uh, Bad Batch ended great. I still enjoyed it. Even though I gave it a same book out, I still enjoyed it. Uh, what if it seems like the beginning of something really creative for Marvel and that we're all pretty much down for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it flows into the movies, hopefully we get something new and cool. I want to see a Ghost Rider movie so bad with Robbie Reyes. Please, Marvel. Please, don't do a Blue Beetle on us. Have you heard about Blue Beetle? No, no, you told me about Blue Beetle. What happened with it? So disappointing. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Anyways, guys, it's me, your boy Eli. It's me, Joe. You guys have a good one. Have a good rest of the day. Peace.